the Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well-designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Saturday. 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 So, welcome to Rabbit in Red's final installment of the Death Wish series. This ends our Death Wish week. Yeah, we're ending one day soon because I can't take any more Death Wish. I'm sorry, but I can't. I apologize. Love you all. We'll talk about more Death Wish maybe in a rehab cap in the beginning of the next episode but i cannot do oh. any more of this no you can't ah fucking death wish man i'm i'm not i'm not even kidding i've seen red <laughs> done so much research into death wish i actually close my eyes and do see a, a charles bronson image it's like just permanently bruce, seared there wait, but you don't see bruce willis sadly no because he's only made one compared to the five shit fest we had to set through to get to this one <laughs> fuck and you know what was funny? I just got to say something. You had told me before. You said to me. You said, you know, this this isn't necessarily. Oh a yeah. Remake. I was lying to you. You know. I was lying to you a lot you, about this, realize, just to get you do pumped. You, do you realize that I was sitting the whole time <laughs> watching the movie, and I'm like. It's gonna come out that 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 there's there's some tie, and he's not really Paul Kersey, and he's something else, and he's that's what I figured. But nope, 
Yeah, I, I lied. I also lied that I'd seen this multiple times in the theater and that I almost cried and I I was just trying to get you. You really hyped. didn't cry, you fuckface? No, I didn't. I didn't. You only saw it once in the theater. Yes, I did. That's it. You really only I, saw it once. Yep, I was just fucking with you, man. I was trying to get you going. Because you're all, oh, Charles Bronson. I was like, oh, no, man. I've seen this so many times. In the it's fucking good, man. It's so good, man. You got to go fucking see it, man. And you didn't like I get. I bet you you don't like it. We're going to get into that. So let's play the trailer. And then we'll be right back. Like Bruce. Bruce is back. I wish it was Bronson. But he's dead. Sway in the morning, say four or five. We gotta talk about what's happening in Chicago. Everybody's watching this viral video. This guy in the hoodie, they're calling the Grim Reaper. He stopped the carjacking. Is he right for taking the law into his own hands? He's become a folk hero. What about the shooter? He looked like a white dude. These men are breaking into my house. I think they're here. <gasps> no. I failed to protect them. Dad, where's mom? The men who did it are out there. So there's nothing that you can do? Is that what you're saying? If a man really wants to protect what's his, I want to buy a gun. He has to do it for himself. We're closed, pal. Well, kill my wife! Who else was there? I don't know anything else. I believe you, Joe. You're not gonna kill me. No. Jack is. You got caught in some crossfire? The ice cream man done it. The ice cream man? Can't walk to school if they don't work for him. Who are you? Your last customer. locked and ready to rock. I'll say. They called him a guardian angel. He saved my life. You look much better getting out socializing. Mm. Not so much. Well, whatever you're doing, keep it up. <laughs> okay, I will. You still <sighs> laughed at the end, the beginning of that fucking trailer. What the fuck? I, uh, it's more a sigh. Like uh, the trailer's not good. It's not like oh my god. It's not like oh I'm so fucking psyched to see that. It's uh, fuck face. Uh, but you loved the film. Uh, we'll see. All right, so <laughs> don't tell me you totally fucking lied to me, you motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Once again, we're going to talk production because I've done that throughout all these. And believe it or not, uh, this one has uh, actually a pretty muddy production, too. Possibly as bad, if not worse, than any of the others. So, uh, Sylvester Stallone actually got this revived about a decade ago. I think it was around 2006 when he was trying to get this going. He was going to star in it. But that fell through. That would have been then, decent. And then it was going to be Liam Neeson. Well. But that didn't work out. Yeah. 
And then Bruce Willis came on board. And last minute, they were able to nail down director Eli Roth. They already had a, a script. It's a script from way back. And uh, Eli Roth uh, brought in some writers, and they did a quick little rewrite on this just, you know, to update it because it's been a decade. And uh, so wait, talking about production. The original script? I don't fucking. Uh, he's actually a good writer. I'm sorry. I just don't oh, remember Joe his Joe Carnahan. Name. Yes, that's it. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, talking production of this, I don't – we have to talk about the fact that it was delayed. Um, yeah. Now, a lot of people were talking, oh, it's going to do bad. That's why they pulled it, blah, blah, blah. Let's face facts. This was pulled plain and simply because the Las Vegas shooting. You don't want to put out a movie about a vigilante shooting people after there was a mass shooting and it's the only thing people are talking about. That's just in poor taste. Mm. So they did their best. They pulled it. They pushed it back. And then there was another mass shooting. And they just had to put it out anyway because there was already so much backlash from delaying it. And, yeah, it just fucking sucks. But it came out and uh, I think it took third at the box office. So, yeah. Yeah. Which, came out, what was it, two two weeks after Black Panther? Um, something like that, which was yes. poor timing on their part, because Black oh, Panther yeah. did amazing. Oh, it fucking dominated. I mean, it is now the highest grossing superhero film of all time. It's, it was pretty good. I wouldn't say it's the best one, but it's, it was pretty good. Anyway, so let's talk Death Wish 2018, motherfucker. I'm excited because we're almost done. I don't know if you could tell. All right, so this one, we open up in Chicago. We get, you know, a helicopter, and then we're following a police car, and it rushes to the hospital, and we hear that there's been a shootout, mm -hmm. and then they call Bruce Willis's doctor, Paul Kersey, in, because he's the best. Yeah, it was like... And the cop yeah. still dies. Yeah. And then Paul is called away to help the gang member that was in the shootout. And the cop's just like, you're going to help that piece of shit. And Paul's just like, if I can, and walks off like, fuck you, this is my job. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, sad truth, it, it is his job. And, you know, thinking about this, Chicago for the remake is the perfect candidate. I mean, if we're looking at comparisons from the 1970s New York the only thing that is comparative now is Chicago. So they did an excellent job, in my opinion, with that. I heard a lot of people were upset um, based on the fact that they didn't shoot in the grittiest areas of Chicago, you know, that they could have shot in. So uh, That's because they didn't want Bruce Willis to die. Uh, well, you know, here's my Their thing. insurance probably would not allow that. <laughs> well, here's my thing. Considering that Bruce Willis agreed to do this movie probably just for monetary gain. They should have shot there. Uh, I don't think it affects the film. I don't really it, for the story told. I you see some gritty parts. It, it's it is what it is. I don't give a fuck about that. Whatever. <laughs> um, from there, we're introduced to Paul's family and his daughter's getting her dream college in New York. And, you know, it's just a sweet, nice little family introduction. We get to see they're all happy and, mm -hmm. you know, they're loving. And it's this peaceful, wonderful little life that he has for his family. You know, good setup. I like it, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
We then go to her his daughter's soccer game, and Paul has this altercation with this asshole that's yelling. And he was such a really, pussy there. I was like, you know what, dude, you are a fucking pussy. No, wait, wait. There's a point to that though, because if you you pay attention, you, Bruce actually does act in this film. So, so first and foremost, there's that. But you can kind of see that he wants to hit the guy. But the whole point is that he doesn't want altercation. You know, he just wants to keep the peace. That's the whole point. That's why there's altercation. You know, just calm down, keep it down. So we're we're getting his character traits that, A, he's got something going on underneath, but B, he doesn't want altercation. So, okay, all right, we get that. And then Paul's loser brother joins him and asks for money. (laughs) And, of course, the tatted-up valet takes a picture of their GPS in their car. Fuck, that's pretty clever. That actually made me nervous seeing that. It's like, fuck. <laughs> I have my home programmed into my GPS. Mm-hmm. I don't go to any place ritzy enough to have a valet. But fuck. <laughs> Never thought of that. That's fucking scary. Yeah, it is. That's why. Good job, Death Witch. Yeah. yeah. Scared the fuck out of you, didn't it? I just. Considering kind of... that you live in the middle of fucking nowhere in Bumblefuck, dude. You could be driving and people could be in your fucking trees. Well, the the whole thing for me is I like seclusion. I like that most people don't know where I am. And the fact that that came up and it was just so clever that it actually almost took me out of the film there for a little bit. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck, when I get out of here, I got to take that out of my GPS. Did you take it out of your GPS? No, I forgot. <laughs> I did go to the gun store afterwards, though. Oh, did you just buy a gun? No, no. Uh, I'm waiting until the charger's paid off because it's almost paid off, and then I'm buying a Smith & Wesson Governor. Fuck yeah. Why don't you buy the fucking gun that fucking Bronson used in 3? Because it's outdated. Uh, And for those that aren't into guns, the Smith & Wesson Governor is a badass gun that shoots 45 long and 410 shotgun shells. So this is a revolver that shoots fucking shotgun shells. Fuck yeah. Anyway, moving moving past that. Um, of course, the attack then happens and Paul's at the hospital. You know, he's there trying to save lives. And his wife and daughter are attempting to bake him a birthday cake because, you know, they just have to turn that knife a little bit more, don't they? And it's just like, ah, fuck you, you know. And we're not just sitting here watching Netflix. No, we're trying to make our our father or husband uh, even happier. No, then these assholes show up. And, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but they actually do a decent job with the attack with the daughter because that gets kind of creepy. And the guy's sliding his hand up and it's all like, ooh, this is a little rapey. Yeah, you know, if Michael Winner Winner was alive, he would have said, you know what, I like what you're doing here, but I think we could have done it this way. If Michael Winter was directing this, he'd be like, okay, yeah, this is scheduled for one day. I'm going to need to, I don't know, I'm going to need at least 15. Yeah. All right. You're okay with nudity, right? Because when he's sliding his hand up, he's just going to rip your skirt off. We're going to see your badge. Okay. <laughs> then he's going to rip your shirt off. We're going to see your titties. Then he's going to spin you around and butt fuck you some. Okay. For real, because I, I like reality. Actually, and then the other guy's going to 
flip you over and, and fuck you some. And then your mom's going to come in and be all like, no, no. And then they're going to gangbang her. And then they're going to gangbang you again because you're young and pretty. Okay, you good with that? Okay, we're going to rap. Fucking sick, twisted motherfucker. The daughter is 20. Okay, either way. The person it's that a, played the daughter. E- either way, Mike. I'm, I'm saying they did a good job with this because it comes off creepy. Like, I almost... They do a good job. It's effective. I'm feeling it. It's like, yeah. It's not as bad as part two mm-hmm. because you. Also, there's no bad acting like part two. Like, those guys had never had sex, I think. Anyway. <laughs> but I keep waiting for the daughter to fight back because they've established that she takes martial arts and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she does. You know, good for her. I wasn't expecting it. They both kind of fight back, and then, it, you know, it's a Death Wish movie. This goes horribly wrong, and, you know, they all get shot, and I don't know. They cut away. Maybe they get raped. They don't say. Maybe. If it was Michael Winter, we would have got a very graphic rape scene. Even if she had a bullet hole in her head, it, it's still... Fuck him. Did you see the budget for Death Wish was fucking $30 million for this one? No. That's a decent budget. Well, you think? Considering that, I think as of right now, it's... It's made, it's made its budget back. Yeah, but it's still... Still? Still, it's in the green. Fuck you. Anyway. No, 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 it's in the red. Because you still have to figure what they paid for fucking advertising and all that other shit. It's in the red. Yeah, we don't know that. I know that. <laughs> ah, there wasn't a whole lot of advertisement. I mean, this this wasn't pimped very hard, Michael. Anyway, back to the actual film. Uh, Paul's at the hospital. As I said, he's called to an emergency. Finds out it's his family. And guess what, man? Paul actually acts when he finds out his wife is dead and his daughter's in a coma. And his daughter's... There's real acting, Michael. Real Emotion. Acting, John... I, I'm no. This this is noteworthy. This is a death wish film, and we actually see a Paul Kersey that shows emotion. Mm. Not Bronson, a lot. Bronson still did it better, I think. <laughs> Hands to my face. Oh. Uh, you or, made or, my or, spit go up my nose, fucker. Or or his happy swinging fucking sock full of pennies or quarters. Sorry, quarters around. Fuck you, Charles Bronson is a piece of shit actor. I disagree. He's the Owen Wilson of action films. Ah, fuck you. You know what? I'm going to tell you something, all right? This is fucking Bruce Willis doing Paul McClane. I mean, not Paul McClane. Paul Kersey doing John McClane. It is just another version of John McClane. Yes, it is. Listen for a fucking second. Here's the thing. You and Vince and hundreds of people said, it's just John McClane. No, fuck you. John McClane is is charismatic. It totally is. funny. The fucking, okay, all right, all right, shush. No, shit, you let me fucking go because you started this. Listen, at what point, at what? Do you realize the daughter's name in Die Hard was Lucy McClane? The fucking wife's name in this movie was Lucy. Mike, Death that Man. has nothing I mean, to do with hard. it. That was written before he came on. Fuck no, you and your diehard bullshit. There's no charismatic jokes. It. There's no one-liners. This is not 
This is Bruce Willis. He plays characters. Characters in a movie, which means he can be different ones, Mike. He's not just John McClane. Just because he shows up doesn't mean he's John McClane every fucking time, you fucking morons. The majority of times that oh, I've seen damn. him lately, like all these direct-to-video things that he does, is just a different fucking spin on John McClane. No, it's not. Yes, it That's is. That's what you're not getting. He's doing the Charles Bronson at this point. He is not. He's, he's not giving a fuck. He's not really giving up performance he's not trying because he's bruce willis he knows he can get the part he knows he can get a payday he's just gonna show up walk through it like he don't give a fuck like charles bronson and get his payday if anything you should be praising this he is doing such a good job he's recreating charles bronson's performance so here's the thing you're not getting the witty one-liners you're not getting that stuff it is not john mcclain there is a little bit of acting here it's subdued i freely admit that it's subdued but you actually get acting now here before we get going any farther and i i feel i need to bash this film because you're waiting for that right yes please thank you well okay we're not quite there yet but we're getting there we're 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 easing into it because i'm I'm gonna bash this a tiny bit too okay so Paul meets the police and, you know, he kind of quickly realizes that the crime's not going to get solved, that there's hundreds of open cases because there's literally a sign on the board that says we need a bigger board. <laughs> they have a board with all the crimes that are open on it that literally has a sign that says we need a bigger board. <clears throat> are you fucking kidding me, Eli Roth? Now, I get because I read that he actually, while doing research in a Chicago police department, saw that. You don't put that in your film. You might think it's neat. People might think it's a nice callback to job. You don't fucking do that. That's that's what's called heavy-handed, Eli. That means you are spoon-feeding me like I'm a fucking moron. This ain't... No, fuck you. Bad. Bad, Eli. See? He thinks you're a moron, John. You give it to him. All right. So then... Then Paul takes his wife back to Texas... To have a funeral with her family. Nice. Touching scene. We see Paul cry. Paul cries, Michael. That's a human emotion that people usually show when a loved one perishes. Correct. I mean, we've watched five Death Wish movies with fresh meat dying. Every single one that Paul yes. quote unquote loves. Yes. Not once did that motherfucker shed a tear. He did shed a tear. Inside. Fuck you. Inside. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's Charles Bronson and he can't cry. Right. He doesn't have that ability. He, he forgot how. No, he sheds tears inside. He inside cries. No, no. His Alzheimer's kicked in a long time ago and he forgot how to have emotions. Wow. You're yeah. fucking mean. Horrible. So, in the drive back with the father-in-law, mm-hmm. he sees some poachers on his ranch and goes fucking ape shit. Trying, trying to shoot. No, these he doesn't. These... Though that's the fucking father-in-law. That's what I'm saying. The oh. father-in-law goes ape shit and tries to shoot these poachers. These guys shot a deer on his ranch, and then he's trying to fucking murder them. Oh my god, I get it's Texas, but come on, they're crazy. Wow, I mean, this is not the old Death Wish films. We don't need this shit. We don't need. This is not Death Wish three. All right. Somebody doesn't steal your purse and you don't just gun them down. Eli Roth. I God, man. 
And then, and then the dialogue from the father. This is the definition. If you look it up in the fucking dictionary of fucking heavy-handed, this dialogue, a man's got to protect his own. The cops don't show up on time. That's like trying to protect your, your hen house after the roost or the fucking fox has already been in there. What good is that? You got to protect your own. Isis, Texas. Fuck you, heavy hand. Oh, my God. So I guess subtlety's just out the window, right? Is wow. that what we get with Eli Roth? It's just like, oh, Eli Roth. Here's the script. Oh, this is way too subtle. No, 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 no. We need to spell this out. But the subtlety it, it just allows people to kind of figure it out through nuance throughout. No, no. We're nixing this. We're going to add in a section of dialogue right here. And it's going to say everything. It's going to say it all. But the subtle? No, subtlety. No. We're spooding feeding it to them because they're fucking morons. Fuck. Fuck you, Eli Roth. Wow. Hate that scene. Hate it. I hate the movie. Admit it. No, I hate that scene. I hate being talked down to. It's bad. Bad, bad, bad. All right. Back to the movie. So, Paul back in Chicago is trying to deal with his trauma. He's going to a psychiatrist. We kind of get to know some of his background. Right. Through this, we get to understand that he grew up in an abusive home. That's why he doesn't like altercations. And, you know, he can't really sleep because his wife's dead. His daughter's in a coma. He's just trying to deal with his trauma by doing the shit he used to do when he was being abused as a child. Mm-hmm. So he's riding the trains a lot and just walking around the streets at night. Right. Fair enough. I get it. I like to walk too. Clears the head whatever so he sees a woman being assaulted and you know flashback to his his two women being assaulted so he tries to help and you know he's not Charles Bronson Superman super elderly man (laughs) he actually gets beat up because that's believable yeah that was disappointing so he gets beat up and then he thinks about buying a gun and then once he finds out that the gun can be traced to him he doesn't want the gun (laughs) but convenience kicks in because Eli Ross the director and while at work a thug comes in and the gun falls out and Bruce Willis picks it up because that, that that's not how any of this fucking works if you're a gangbanger and you get shot a the cops are probably going to be there before the ambulance or with the ambulance they're going to take your gun they're going to search you or at least at bare minimum when you're in a fucking ambulance they're going to be doing fucking checks on you to see what all is damaged and whatnot, and they're going to find the gun. The gun is not coming with you into the ER. If by some chance you have it shoved up your asshole, and it is hidden, maybe it's your backup asshole gun that, you know, just in case you lose your, your, your first and secondary guns, you have your backup asshole gun. Right. But still, it's not going to fall out. What? Whatever. Convenience, it falls out, Bruce Willis steals it, now he has a gun. Okay. So we have Paul Kersey with a gun. This, to me, is just as good as the fucking crazy hillbilly in Arizona just giving him a gun as a gift. It makes just as much sense. Here, Paul, you worked with me for a little bit, and you're kind of fucking weird, but here's a gun even though you're a pacifist. Yeehaw! (laughs) Fuck. They're both stupid. Admit it. Anyway. (sighs) Paul's out on another late-night walk after this. Now he's got his gun, and he sees a carjacking. And being a good person, he decides to intervene. And while intervening, he shoots and kills the two thugs, one of them right up close. 
But you know what I actually like about this? It's fucking modern day. So some asshole doesn't try and help, doesn't say anything. They just record it on their fucking phone. And then guess what? They post it online because that's what assholes do. Yes, I'm talking about most of you and I guess me because this is going up online. Fuck. (laughs) Shit. Mm -hmm. Well, let's move past this before people realize I'm being hypocritical. Yes, please do. (laughs) (laughs) But the police show up, they begin their investigation, and the video goes viral. And now, and now, instead of just being the vigilante, or the sidewalk vigilante, fucking horrible title, so glad they didn't name the movie that, uh, Paul Kersey is known as the Grim Reaper. All right, I, I can go with it. So, old white guy walking around with a hoodie, hood pulled up, and he's shooting people. All right. I like that they're actually talking about this a little bit. Mm. A little bit. Mm. All right. So, Paul goes back to work. He's, I guess, dealing with this okay. Uh, a patient comes in. It's a young kid. He's got a gunshot wound to the leg because he wouldn't sell drugs. So, for reasons unknown, Paul goes and kills the drug dealer because I guess he's just a good guy looking out for people now and he's got a gun. I don't know. This sounds like a bad 90s TV series at this point. You know, the vigilante, dun, 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 something on USA, just showing, starring this asshole that works in the hospital. Maybe he's the orderly and secretly at night, he's a vigilante that helps the people that come into his hospital. Thank God it didn't keep going this way. Thank God this one actually gets a little bit of fucking focus on like the first one because the next person Bruce has to help is the valet. The tatted up valet comes in and Paul recognizes him because, you know, mm-hmm. tatted up. They talked about it. Anyway, notices him. The guy dies. And Paul also notices that his stolen watch is on the guy's wrist. Hmm. Maybe he puts two and two together. So he steals the guy's cell phone and unlocks it with his fucking finger. Also a little clever, I guess. A little weird. Okay. And he does some detective work, investigation, goes and kills uh, two thugs, one of them, with a pretty cool shootout in the fucking pawn shop bar thing. I don't care what you say, Mike. I like that scene. That is a good fucking shootout. Mm. And then he goes to the mechanic, the scene that you've ripped on multiple times, even though you hadn't actually seen the scene. And I have to say, I don't, once again, I enjoyed it. I thought it worked well. Mm. Um... And then uh, Paul's daughter wakes up and his brother kind of finds out what he's been up to. And Paul's kind of like, you know what? Fuck this shit. My daughter's alive, awake. I'm done. Except the final guy's kind of figured out, the final thug has kind of figured out that Paul's been killing all the other ones. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to kill this motherfucker before he comes and kills me. So now we have a problem. He's coming after him. But this dumb motherfucker (laughs) warns him, I'm coming for you. You just killed three of my friends, but I'm coming for you. Stupid, arrogant motherfucker. Well, guess what? Paul is ready. He's locked, cocked, and ready to rock, baby. (laughs) So this guy tries to break in with some more goons. And, uh, unfortunately for him and them, this Paul Kersey's pretty smart and pretty willing to fucking kill them. because mm-hmm. he does. He kills them, uh, and he kills the final guy real violent-like with 
I think it's an AR-15. Didn't get a real good look at it, but he shoots the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. And then, then, almost closing scene. I'm going with this. I'm like, okay, good job, Death Wish. Not bad, not bad. Decent ending. Mm-hmm. And then the cops show up. And it might as well be the cops from uh, Halloween 5 with boop, 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 This is just like, oh, so this is convenient, blah, blah, blah. I know you're the vigilante killer. But I don't really have anything to get you with, and you're done, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm done. Okay. And then the partner's like, oh, you satisfied? No, I'm not satisfied. I'm going to eat this pizza, and then I'm satisfied. <laughs> oh, my God. Once again, Eli Roth, this is what is called as salty. You cut that shit out because it's fucking stupid. Not everyone that's watching your movie is a gun-toting hick or a complete inbred moron. Holy shit, that... I, I, almost everything with the cops annoys the fuck out of me. Seriously, if they would have cut all that shit out, this movie would have been so much better. I wouldn't have been aggravated. But then we get the classic scene to finish this off of Paul dropping his daughter off at college in New York. And I was really hoping a scene where... Hey, honey, you got that gun? You know, now she's got a gun. You know, after this experience, that I thought that would have been a nice little takeaway. No. Instead, we see some guy just steal some luggage, and Paul does the, I'm going to fucking shoot you finger gun. Yeah, which was a fucking blasphemy. I do not no, like it, that. No, it was perfect homage, in my opinion. All right. So, Mike, you haven't really spoke a whole lot. What did you think of Death Witch 2018? Mm. Death Wish 2018. I thought that it was... Um... Hold on. I thought that it was... Good. I mean, no. Wait. I don't want to say... Hold on. What did I think about it? Because I've been trying to collect my thoughts this entire time you were talking. <laughs> I thought I didn't hate it. Well, that that's good. I did not hate it. I thought that it could have been a much better film. I thought that maybe the Paul Kersey brother character did not need to be there. I think that that was a subplot that was not needed. Um... I think that um, they could have used him more effectively. I think the, they, the brother. Yeah, I think maybe. I agree. I think maybe they could have uh, tied him into the robbery somehow, and maybe like that's what I was waiting for too. Like at the end of the movie, I figured that he was going to, um, you know, have a part in the attack or. Not in the attack no one itself, was supposed to be but home. the robbery. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I could have seen that. You know, another another little spin that I would have liked is if uh, he, he would have kind of sacrificed himself. I think that would have been a nice little bit and kind of redeemed his character. Right. You know, he's kind of been a piece of shit the entire time. If he would have just, you know, sacrificed himself, you know, set him, allowed himself to go in when Paul knew he was set up. You know, him, him kind of go in instead and, and just sacrifice himself. Something like that. You know, just make his character a little bit more 
I'm more important to the plot because he really didn't serve much of a purpose. You're right. So I just completely throw your train of thought then. Yeah, you kind of did. Fucking, I'm, I'm just like, you know, I I think that they that they should have um. What is it? I really think that that he should have been tied into the robbery. He's not, and he wasn't tied into the robbery. It was just like waste. It was a waste. Okay, he didn't need to be there. Um, I didn't. I mean. I didn't mind the whole family build-up. I thought that that was something, you know, they're trying to show all this shit, whatever, that's great, that's fine. It's good. But, again, all that build-up wasn't necessary, I don't think. There was a lot of, like, It's unnecess- not necessary. No, it's, it's not, not necessary. What the hell did you want? Did you want to open with, I'm Paul Kersey. My wife was raped and murdered. My daughter's in a coma. Like him just monologuing. You have to show that. Half the people that are going to watch this aren't going to go back and watch or have never seen the original. They need that setup to kind of understand what's going on. You can't open without displaying that, Mike. That is a necessity. Well, yeah, but I mean, they put a little too much explanation in there, I think. I I have no issue with that whatsoever. I think they did a good job of displaying the family dynamic and, you know, that they're just a loving, happy, innocent, probably unsuspecting rich family. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I guess I just didn't like the whole, I mean, I, I, I thought, I don't know. I mean, overall, I... <laughs> I was very conflicted watching this because, you know, at one point I was like, you know, I was hoping for it to be something more like a tied in thing. Like you, you had me sitting there thinking I'm waiting for that and I'm waiting for that. I had so many different thoughts going into my head while this is going on. And then like one minute, like when it first started for like the first half hour, I really was closed-minded about it. I hated everything about it. I was like, I fucking... No. I hate this. This fucking sucks. And then as it's going on, I'm like... Uh, you know, I'm like reevaluating it in my head. I'm like, you know, maybe it's not so bad. And then you get to the point where... um, uh, The end, when he's dropping the daughter off, and he does the... Uh, the Bronson thing with the gun, you know, with the pose, with the fingers. Paying and tribute, yeah. Like, at that point, I was like, you know what? You didn't do it justice, Willis. All right, so what do you rate this? I give this... Two out of five. <laughs> wow. Wow. So it's one you don't recommend others see and will not buy, then. A two is real fucking low, man. No, I'll probably still buy it. Okay. All right, for myself, I actually like this one. However, I freely admit it is not a great film. Uh, There's too much heavy-handedness and not enough subtlety for me. Um, I think most of the shit with the cops is just plain bad. Um, I like what Bruce did. I would have liked a little bit of more emotion out of him with, you know, the the funeral and just just a tiny bit more. I'd like to see 
a broken man. I mean, this is this is his life destroyed. I'd like to see more emotion out of him. Um, but I guess he's just playing the, the Bronson part, but actually he can act, so I guess he just doesn't turn it off completely. Right. Um, there is some nice little commentary on guns and vigilantism. I would have liked more. I, I Really, in this day and age, I think if, if they would have dived more into that, that would have been great. Cut back the cops, cut back the heavy-handedness, dive more into the social commentary on gun ownership and vigilantism and mass shootings and crime. Wow, this could have been really good, but we have Eli Roth behind the camera, and no major studio at this point in time is going to tackle that subject because that is fucking red hot and either going to get you fucking picketed or who knows is it's too hot button of a topic right now but it it's fucking ripe for it i mean if, if this was an independent film and discuss this it would probably be amazing but being a major studio they they kind of have to skate around that and I, i'm okay with it being apolitical i would have just liked a little bit more discussion on all that stuff um but you know this this isn't a drama this isn't a character piece this isn't an examination of the social commentary issues or anything like that this is a fucking action film and for that it's pretty entertaining uh and out of all the other death with death wish movies i've seen you can do so much worse than this this is uh this is a three and a half for me it's almost a four so it is the highest rated of the death wish but by no standard is this like a oh my god you guys oh my god you need to see this movie no it's it's okay i mean if you liked the others by all means you should see this because as long as you're not completely close-minded and not just sitting there like it's john mcclain john mcclain die hard (laughs) no as long as you haven't fucked your cousin within the last week and can separate the the construct of fictional characters in your brain You'll probably be able to enjoy this because, like I said, it's a pretty decent action film. So, there's that. Yeah, there's definitely that. So, yeah, I think we're leaving on a note where it's not a high, but god damn, it, it, it's at least a peak. I mean, because we started with one and two, and then we fucking dropped down to fucking rock bottom and we came back up on the other side with death wish 2018 so improvement from what we've seen in my opinion it's the death wish movie that is the one you should see it's probably the best one it is the best one in my opinion let's put it that way Eh, no, I, I like I still like the Bronson ones better. I the original is still my all time favorite. I think I I, I tell you what, Mike, because I said in the beginning that uh, in the next full episode we kind of look back after a little bit of time off, where I can actually think kind of clearly and don't see Bronson when I close my eyes. Um, I'll try and watch the first one again i'm gonna give myself some time off because i've been watching a lot of death wish but i'll watch it again so i can more closely compare 
because everyone says the first is the best, and I just don't agree. But I, I will give it a second shot, and we will discuss kind of our overall opinions and whatnot real quick in the very beginning of the next episode. How's that sound, bud? Uh, that could work. Uh, all right. So with that, this closes out our Death Wish week. Thank you all for hanging on. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for supporting my torture and Mike's enjoyment because <laughs> holy fuck, some of these movies were bad. Yes. The last one is the best one. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> no. Yes. All right. So with that, we'll see you guys next week. Or no, we won't see you. No. We'll talk at you next week right here on Rabbit in Red Radio. And Mike's texting because he doesn't give a fuck about you, just like Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson doesn't give a fuck about any of you because he can't act, he doesn't care to act, and he forgot about what he was talking about because he has Alzheimer's, and fuck him. That was horrible. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.